Uh, I guess I'm, since I'm leading a discussion on this particular book, uh, I guess we'll put things together and get started. And if anybody else comes in, we maybe they're all watching the ball games too. We are here with Novel Ideas, and the date is Friday, yeah. May 19th, 2017. Right. Okay. Okay, I'm Ruth Ann Acosta, and uh, we are reading tonight. We have read the home or home going by Yah Jesse. Uh, I'm not going to get into spelling the names because I do have it done. It was read by Dominic. Uh, just a second. Hoffman. Yes. He was very good. It, which which I thought was a he did a very good book reading of the book. And uh, when you get the uh, what do you call it? You get the uh, accent and everything of the. African reading. Uh, you had a situation where this book was, for me, it was, it, it started out good, but then it got very bogged down in the middle where it was getting hard for me to kind of keep going on it. But it was uh, kind of, if you think of roots, where you have both sides, you know, people telling their stories or the stories of all these different people being told. Uh, it was very interesting. Slavery by no means was just done in America. It was done uh, in Africa just as much as it was here. And uh, it was uh, a book that, uh, I don't know, it was a good book if you got going. But I'd like to hear from all of you. Let me go through some of the characters. Uh, and, and this is, a, you know, as I say, a book about slave trading, both in the United States and in Africa, and the influence of Britain or of England on the whole situation. Um, very many. Uh, and some of the name of the characters we have: Ethia, or Ethia the Beautiful, who was born to a woman on a night in a fire. And uh, was raised by someone who really was not her mother. Um, Essie, who was her half sister, and was housed in the uh, bottom of the of the castle, where Athea went to live with her with her husband. On the uh, as far as what he was doing, uh, but the two were not aware of each other. Uh, some of the other characters you had. Uh, uh, Quay, I believe that's how well they pronounced it, who would have been uh, Athea's son. Uh, you had Ness, uh, who was, uh, uh, then you had James, who was the grandson of, uh, of the man who Athea married. You had Cujo, or Joe as he became known and was living in the United States. You had Avia, who I think uh, was a, uh, I believe she was in Africa. In the United States, you had, again, H, what they called him H. He was in prison and worked in the coal mines, had a very sad life. Then you had Akia, or Aquia, as he pronounced it. Yeah. He was, the, she was... She, uh, I guess known as the crazy lady. Yeah, who was the uh, uh, had the terrible scar from the fire, which his mother said. 
uh, and Esther, who was his wife. You had Sonny, and then you had Marjorie, who was the, the daughter of uh, of, yeah. son, of the the parents. And then you had Marcus, and uh, everything ended at at that point because that brought us up to about the about the twenty first century. And why don't we open it up and let anybody who has anything to say, you know, uh, speak up. And I'd like to know: Did you like the book? Was it too hard? Was it? Uh, what What do you think? Okay, I'll do it. My finger's getting numb, but I'll hang in and I'll make it brief. I promise. Because I love my wife dearly, I I started the book. It was it was tough to get into it. You had to read it. The thing that held me. I, I very quickly realized it was like roots, sort of, you know, slavery. And uh, I liked the reader. He was African. He pronounced the names beautifully, but far better than I could. Um, the British were right in the middle of the slaver thing, and so were the tribes, the very the Shantai and the other tribe, and uh, wars. And uh, it was a terrible time. I guess I want to concentrate on James the Unlucky. They called him, but James was a real man. He did not want, he could have been rich. He could have lived in the castle. But instead, he lived on, he was a poor farmer. He had a daughter and he had Esther, who is, as I remember it, not Esther. Um, I, I back up. See, I get mixed up on the names. His I wife was beautiful. She was great. He, he even went back to marry her and so forth. And they called him the unlucky. But in a way, I think he was lucky because he had a family. He had, they loved him. They hung together. I think when the wife died, uh, the daughter then goes to the missionary. And the, the last thing I want to say is, the I could say a lot, but the missionaries, you know, I, I think I think the daughter of of, of James's daughter, I, maybe it was Ness, I, I don't remember, said, does God have to be white? Why can't God be for everybody? Why must he be white? And why must we just do it his way, you know? And I think she really hit the nail on the head. I didn't hear any native missionaries. Uh, there were uh, some in California with the Spaniards, but I did not hear of any chieftains or being, you know, Christianized and becoming uh, missionaries. I'm sure it happened, but uh, not in this book. Anyway, on the whole, it was a good book, but it was very uh, lengthy. Maybe it could have been shortened, but you had to go through some of those generations. The sad one was when Anna was was kidnapped and brought in back to her master, the Fugitive Slave Act. Okay, thank you. Let's see what others have to say. It took me a while to get into this book, too. Um, I had to get past the... Yeah, I had to stop trying to remember so much. It was the the, the names, the, it, but it was like roots. Once I realized that, too, it made it easier to kind of to read through and the generation all the it was it was kind of amazing really when you look back and you see wow you know all this it started it was just everywhere and a terrible time but it was like I said it took me a while to get into it would I read it again no but I wouldn't read Roots again either. Hi, this is Alan. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't a real fan of this book. Uh, I, and I think what I didn't like about it is I think it tried to do 
I would have liked it better if they'd spent more time on the 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 you know the individuals and stuff. It seemed like they tried to cover too much ground too quickly, at least from my point of view. You know, this is my opinion, and I realize that. So uh, uh, I, I, I can't name. Any, I mean, thanks Ruth Ann for the summary of the names and stuff because I've forgotten them all. I mean, I, you know, I read a lot of books and stuff. And there were just too many characters. I don't think the transition was handled all that great in terms of it would go from one person to the next. There wasn't a lot of transition. I had a hard time keeping track of what the relationship was when they jumped to the next generation and stuff. Because it, it, a lot of times they tell you after the fact how it all tied together. And it just it, 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 I had a hard time uh, keeping everybody straight. I mean, I can't name hardly any of the characters anymore because they didn't spend a lot of time with them and they didn't do a great job of transitioning i didn't think from from one from one generation to the next so that that was my problem with it i would have enjoyed it a lot better if they had spent more time focused uh and drilled down a little bit further into the into the lives of the people and uh of course it would have been way too long that way but i i don't think they needed to go from all all the way from the you know the the, the middle of the 18th century all the way up to the 21st century but hey that's my opinion, and uh, that was my comment, so thanks. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Alan. Um, I, it was, I, I'm glad I'm not the only one who doesn't remember the names. Yes, thank you, Ruth Ann, for, for bringing the names back to my memory because um, I pretty much had forgotten them all, and, and, and I, I, had, uh, I finished the book not even a week ago, so... And uh, it, it, you're right too, Alan. It covered, tried to cover too much, um, but yet it was too long. I mean, it, 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 parts of it were rushed, and then parts of it were bogged down. Um, it was kind of slow there in the middle, as Bob said. Um, what really made the book for me was the narrator, Dominic Hoffman. Um, if it had been any other reader, I don't think I could have kept going with it. But I decided that I was going to keep going with this book since I didn't finish our book from last month. I just couldn't do it. Just couldn't get into that book. But anyway, that's that's a whole different deal. I digress. But uh, if it hadn't been for uh, Dominic Hoffman, I don't think I could have finished the book. I want to just quickly, I know there's two others who want to speak and welcome. I want to say this. I got confused, as Alan did with the transition. I'm listening and, you know, you doze a little because it's going, you're, you're getting the idea. And suddenly they're jumping to another person. There's no bridge, nothing. No. You know, suddenly, okay, it's 1880 now. You know, wait a minute. What happened, a, what happened in the last hundred years? So I think the author didn't do well in that area at all. Okay, I'm not going to say a whole lot different. I loved the narrator. For me, he just, he was awesome with all of his different accents. And, and he made the story move. But I found myself feeling lost um, and, you know, in all the transitions. I think the positive thing that I, I really enjoyed the fact that the book ended back in Africa. So it did a full circle. And in, in Marjorie, and I can't remember the guy's name that went with her, they both kind of confronted their fears. Um, Marjorie of the fire and he of the water um, back in Africa where it all began. So I appreciated that. Yes, um, this is Carla. Um, I... I thought the best part of the book was the ending. I was just going to say that um, um, symbolically how they they actually went back. They went back to the castle. They saw the 
And I liked what he had to say about the people living on, you know, on the upper levels. And then they went down, down into the dungeon, into the door of no return, and showed how the people lived, how the women lived in the, you know, in the women's dungeon. And then how Marcus just had to get out, and how he, you know, ran into the ocean, and she ran to the, you know, he he ran to the fire, and she ran to the ocean. They both told each other to come on in, and. Um, and they helped each other to confront their fears, and it did come all the full circle. But I've got to say, I almost didn't finish this book. I, um, it was getting to me all the brutality, the explicit descriptions of sex, and you know, it just it was just really getting to me. And then I, um, when I got to Ness, at least I thought, well, maybe there's some hope here. But how it it, it didn't end good for her and her husband Bill. I mean. They beat her, you know, and made him watch, and then they hung him, and and um, you know, you know, they caught them when they ran away and going into the forest, and then they did that, and I I can't get away from that haunting image about when they hung him and his head was swinging to the left. I mean, there are certain things like that in books, and I don't like this when it happens that you get haunted by a particular brutal image and you can't get it out of your head. And um, that, and for for me, I remember all the light you couldn't see. It was the girl on the swing, and when they shot her, you know, when the Nazis shot her, and she they, and she was sitting in the closet. They found her in the closet. That you know, the little six-year-old girl. Well, that um, Ness's husband, when they hung him, it was the same sort of a feeling. And um, the book was very long, and I think it had to be long to go through all the, the generations, but I, I wish they, I know they were trying to make a point, but I've got to be honest with you, the brutality and the cruelty and the explicit descriptions really were getting to me. And I got to thinking to myself when I was going through this, boy, I hope we do a lighter book soon, because I we, we get all this violence in the news and all, all these explicit descriptions all over the place and sometimes you just want to escape that stuff when you're reading I know that might sound sort of lame but that's just how I feel sometimes well I didn't you know I just found the book generally depressing um, the, the, the best part of the book I mean as far as, as, as anything being upbeat this is Marcia by the way was at the end when, when Marcus and um, uh, Marjorie did go back to Africa, and they did confront their fire and water uh, fears. Um, but I just found the book just, just, un, just so depressing um, in pretty much all aspects. Um, I mean, when, and then when Anna was was kidnapped, you know, right off the streets of Baltimore, that really got me. Um, you know, she's got you know uh, Joe. And, uh, you know, and the kids and she's pregnant with H and, uh, and here she is just, you know, totally disappears. Um, and it, that, that part just really hit me. Well, I totally agree with you. Got good analysis for Marcia and Carla. They're all of you, but I, but I got to tell you, slavery is, was not just singing old black Joe in the fields. It was cruel. It was and when you think, well, America was better. No, we weren't. We this it was a black mark in our history that I think we should live down now. I, you know, when a young guy says, I, my parents remember, but, you know, slavery, so you got to give me everything. That's stretching it a bit. 
We all, our ancestors did a lot of things uh, that we wouldn't be proud of. But um, it was cruel, absolute cruelty. And you're right. I I didn't need to hear how he was hung either. I think it was, you know, you know, just he was hung enough. I'd be sad anyway. But it's showing cruelty, the cruelty that man and women, but man can do to man. I mean, the governor um, lived in a castle, lived beautifully, and below him, those slaves were all there. And Terror. the women were called wenches that were married oh, to yeah. them. Yeah. And, and, whereas the wife in, in, uh, in the, Britain were called the wife. Yeah, the wife was wife. in England and writing letters, and, and he told her, I guess, that he said, got a wench. And Athea, but so it was cruelty. But I think they're just showing the horrors. And we, I, we all, we all thought, okay, the Civil War is over. But I forgot about the Fugitive Slave Act before the end of the war. It was awful. And although many people sympathized with the not doing it, they were kidnapping them right off the streets, and uh, it was very cruel. So it was depressing. And thank God for the ending. I thought, where are they going to go now? Yeah. How much lower can these poor people go? Yeah, I think one of the reasons that that I was not quite as bothered by all of this this time, although it was very depressing, is just that I've done a lot of reading about slavery and life after slavery and the great migration from the south to the north. And and so, you know, uh, it wasn't a surprise to me, all of the brutality, because it was awful, it was mean, and it was, you know, it was a very, very dark blot on humanity. But, yeah, the book was just... It is depressing to read about. It really is. I agree that the narration was good, uh, but and the ending was the ending was decent. But uh, about the only stuff that I can remember, uh, for some reason, I liked the or the character H kind of stuck with me. Uh, well, he was the one that was the two shovel guy, I guess. And for some for some reason, they seemed to like go into some actual details with him that actually stuck with me. I, and I don't know because. Maybe because it was in Birmingham, it was down south and down in my neck of the woods. But uh, uh, I mean, it was it was all horrible and stuff. But at least they didn't get into. Uh, uh, I mean, they did such a broad brush stroke of everything. They, they didn't have. They didn't get into all the horrible details of of all the brutality and stuff. So, uh, but you know, so, so I guess that 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 was good and bad because I end up not being able to remember anything about the book hardly. And uh, uh, but we didn't have to at least get exposed to all all the horror and stuff. There was enough as it was. I had read about um, slavery, just like I'd read about the Nazis before. I read, um, you know, all the light we could not see. Um, but it it I don't know what it was about. It was just um, I know we have to face these dark times in in our history and all that, but. This particular book just got to me. Um, it was it was done well in the sense that it did go through the generations, um, and as others have said, the transitions could have been better. And it it would have been nice if there had been if Ruth Ann, if you had written sort of a um, you know an epilogue to the book with a summary of all the characters, or somebody had done what you just did at the beginning of our our get together here, um, just to just to help um, people, you know, in the form of an epilogue. If somebody, if if the author had done that, um, just to sort of bring it together. Although I think the ending was powerful. I really think that ending was powerful. Uh, the way that it did come full circle, but um, and the narrator was good. I will say that. And you get the feeling, two things I want to bring up, that there's hope 
for America yeah. with Marcus and Marjorie. Okay, you, you just feel yeah. they have the degrees and all that stuff. But uh, Marjorie was brilliant, and Marcus was. And I don't care what color they are. There, there's hope if they come up with people like that. And uh, we have in our history uh, who have overcome terrible odds. But I, I'm getting, I'll be really honest. I mean, this was very depressing. Yes. I've heard so many things about slavery and Nazism. Okay. I believe, I believe sincerely. But I just, I don't know if I can take another book where line up the Jews, gun them down, you know, the gas chamber, you hear the gas. I mean, I, I don't want to get, say I'm insensitive. I'm not. But I don't know what else they can say. I, I'm a believer. I believe that it had occurred. And some guys say, it was all a hoax. No, it wasn't. And nor was slavery. And I, I, I hope if I live then, depending on where I live, though, that I would be an abolitionist. I hope I would. Um, I want to go back a little bit. I, at the beginning, when Athea married James, did, I, I did not get how that all came to be. Could anybody, did anybody... Uh, understand how he how they met and how he she ended up with him and ended up you know marrying him and moving to the castle and all that kind of thing it just seemed like it started out with the fire and uh Athea's you know um real mother left and um and I forget her stepmother's name or whatever but you know they she did not like her she was afraid of her because of the fire thing and then the next thing you know she's marrying this guy i did, does anybody understand did, did get how that happened i you know that totally went over my head if if there was an explanation go yes i do feel like i understood because that that was one part that kind of intrigued me in the okay. book the uh, the father uh, was a big man as far as being in the village and as far as having things happen. Um, the woman that was uh, would have been uh, the woman who was would have been her mother Baba. died oh, oh, in died. the fire in the on a in a fire, okay. and so he had his one of his other wives raise Ethia, uh, uh, and the woman was. Uh, very cruel. She'd beat her all the time and, and anything. They had the women, the girls carrying uh, baskets of water. water on her head. And if one bit was spilled, they really got it. Uh, the thing that helped Athea, though, was that apparently she was beautiful. And apparently the, the, the uh, uh, chiefs would deal with the... Uh, uh, overlords or the people coming over to this country that were put in, in charge and that they would uh, bring them gunpowder and all kinds of things for one of the one of the uh, one of the girls or tribes the, one of the for, to, oh. for the tribe and that's how how that kind of got started that she was promised uh, the the deception that that mother had her do as far as not letting it be known that she had become a woman if you know what I'm saying that she had started her um, period her period that the mother said keep this high the quote mother said keep this hidden we don't want you so they kind of thought Athea was a a, a bad uh, bad seed or a bad person that would not be able to 
bring yeah. children into the world. So they had her. Uh, they he wanted her, and they 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 took what he had, and there there was a sort of sort of ceremony, and that's kind of what happened. And, and I want to add and that he, Baba, the, mother, the stepmother, evil stepmother. Probably was the smartest because the chief wanted to marry, but he kept putting it off. You know, if I remember right, yeah, it was not the guy that kept saying, well, let, "Let me get more land or let me do this right. or the crops bad." Well, she didn't want uh, Ethia to marry him anyway. She wanted him to marry her to marry the governor, marry into the white culture. Yeah. You'll be ahead. You'll live in that castle. And, and I, she hate well, yeah, she hated Ethia, but she wanted her out of there. And the father, of course, wanted her to marry the chief. But she she mm-hmm. probably did better as far as you know financially yeah. marrying James. But her sister um, Essie uh, is stolen as a slave and goes into the ca- uh, the castle. Well, the wrong story in the in the basement. <laughs> anyway, that's kind of the story, Marsha. I hope that uh-huh. clears it up a little bit. And then also oh. there was this necklace that was a stone. They that kept the passing girl, it down. Yeah, that kept passing it down through yeah. generations. Right. And, yeah. and uh, but the mother, she was really <laughs> pretty bad. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned the, the black stone necklace because that, that to me was the symbolism, the symbolism in that I was so glad that it made it all the way to the end of the story as being a symbolism, a symbol of hope and, you know, almost like a grounding, centering hope um, uh, thing that followed the, the generations of women through. So I'm glad you pro- pulled that one out because I had forgotten about that. Yeah, I always, almost was thinking, remember before Essie was uh, was uh, taken out of the, the door of no return, she had buried her her stone in the wall of the dungeon. And uh, I was thinking, well, I wonder, you know, here it's been all these centuries. We're now in in the 21st century. And um, Marcus and Marjorie are there, and I thought, now wouldn't it be something if somehow the <laughs> they started checking out the wall and they found Essie's stone? But uh, I knew that was a, a bit of a reach. Well, I did find the necklace. Um, one thing that brought the story full circle—it was sort of a unifying factor that that it was like a cord that did run through all the generations and. Um, it did sort of give the, the the modern generations a connection with their past and sort of link the characters together in a very special way. And so I, um, it was the symbol, um, as one of you had mentioned, but it was also sort of a unifying factor. And um, and I thought it was it was great that that resurfaced at the end too. Did she throw the stone in the ocean at the end? What happened to the stone? Does anybody remember? So if I recall, the the stone was still around her neck. Did, did she, I think she might have put it around Marcus's neck to help him feel face his fears, or maybe he felt it when they embraced her. But it was still very much intact around one of the two characters. She gave it to Marcus. I think in the water, she took it off her neck and put it around his. Now that you mention it, I yeah. remember. You're right. That in itself was very very symbolic, and. When that happened, that was another thing that sort of told me that they were going to make it and that there was some hope. I completely forgot about that stone. But, yeah, that that was that was a good part when, she, when they did that at the end. Okay, anything else? Go ahead. As far as that's concerned, I, 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 I am... Oh. 
appreciate everybody's comments and uh, and I think it was uh, if you stuck with the book I it, I I think it was a book that had many it was long it was everything you said it was but I I'm glad I read it I probably wouldn't read it again but I don't read many books over again uh, do we want to talk about the book? For next time, uh, Randy, did you have some ideas, or did you? Were we going to read what, I think it's what Alice forgot, was that, I know we talked about reading that one. Hold on a minute. I'll be back. I thought we were going to get away from medical books, you guys. Well, not forever. Is, huh? Not forever. Well, not forever, but not it's probably, soon. what does she have, Alzheimer's, what she forgot? Or? No. What about Carla mentioned a book, but I yeah. think I think Randy and uh, Ruth Ann have come up with an edict here on book on books we we call for. You what do you want to say? Yeah, what Randy. you want to do? That's the caveat here. Okay, um, Carla, you had recommended a book, Language Arts, that you thought we should. You were hoping we would do, and you thought it would be a good one. If we do this book. Are you prepared to host it? Because that's that's the rule. If you recommend a book and we choose it, the person that recommends it needs to be prepared to host. We'll be here and, you know, we'll help you out, but you recommend the book, you host it. I think the pirates lost that day when Randy and Ruthann came up with this one. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Um, that's how many book clubs work. I just wanted to give a little bit of, of clarification on what Alice forgot. To me, it was not a medical book. It's basically about a woman who has lost 10 years of her life and finds herself confronting her current realities and wondering how her life took a such, such a dramatic turn in the last 10 years. And it's more about her going back and trying to rediscover where she made some turns that she wished she wouldn't have taken and how she became somebody who she didn't really like. And it was like uh, kind of given her an opportunity to rethink some of those things and maybe to correct some things. There's a little tiny bit of medical stuff um, because her sister, uh, one, the, the Alice's sister, is doing some uh, in, in vitro fertilization stuff and very little bit about that. Um, and not much about the memory loss. It was just basically she hit her head, so there wasn't a whole lot about... There was. It's not a medical thing like inside the O'Briens. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that in people's minds, that it's more of a, you know, kind of like if we all kind of had a chance to do the last 10 years over again, what we, what we might have would have done differently. Go ahead. Uh, I read this book. I was going to read it before, and when I started, I decided I didn't like it. But after Carla spoke about it last time, I wanted to read it, and I did. What? The uh, book, uh, the Language Arts. Oh. It's uh, kind of a plot with with a, a book. There are three different plot, uh, plots going on. There's the young boy, the son who has uh, lost the use of language, and he had it at the beginning of the book, but he lost the use of language because of... Uh, his autism or whatever the developmental situation. The second plot is the the teacher who uh, is teaching the class uh, about language arts and how he, when was growing up, had a uh, uh, 
had a uh, friend that was, uh, quote, a retard in his class and how they got very close. He taught him to write and he taught him various okay. things. And the third part is about uh, the, the, well, about the class. I don't remember the third part. But anyway, there are three different okay. things going on. At three one, plots. Three different plots. And uh, it's a good book. Uh, I would not consider it a great book, but I, I did enjoy it. And I don't think it's terribly long. But you're going to be surprised as to who's really featured in the book and uh, how okay. certain things turn out. I think we have two books here, Language Arts and what Alice forgot. I think we should read both. Uh, yeah. It's just the order and who's ever going to do it, Carla or Liz, either one of you guys, uh, which one are we going to do next? But I think both of them should be read. Well, if we do language arts, I can do June. Now, in July um, is the ACB convention, and I'm probably, um, you know, not going to be able to do a book then because I'll be at the convention and I won't have time to finish it when I come back. Um, but um, I think you would like language arts. Um, it's not terribly long. It's 13 hours and 32 minutes, and it's by... Um, um, it's by Stephanie, um, I'm trying to think of her name, Stephanie Kalos, yeah, C-A-L-L-O-S. And um, it's, it's really touching how, um, it, you know, it talks about Cody, the boy with, with autism, and even about how the, the teacher thinks back to his childhood and relating to somebody in his class. And, and you know, it just sort of all comes together um, in, a, in a different way. And you're, you're right, there are three, three plots in it. Um, you, you can. You, it's well written, but you can get lost. There's a lot of detail in the book, but I think it's an excellent book myself. I really do. You could read that in June, Carla. I started it, and I'm not very far into it, but it does seem good. So, if we do this one, and Carla, if you can do it in June, we can do this one in June, and what Alice forgot in July, if we wanted to do it that way, Liz. Laser Marsha, who somebody recommended that book. Well, I've read the book, and um, I've been trying to get Marsha to read it for a while because <laughs> it's a very good book. Um, I would be I would be able to host, uh, you know, to to mediate or moderate that in um, in July. June might be tricky for me, so July would work well for me. Let's hope our dear friend Alan can look up the DB number for language arts. That's what I go by. He saves my life all the time with a, a number, and then I get to the right book. Yeah, well, that sounds like this will work. It works out better for uh, Carla to host in June and Liz to host in July. That works great. So I will read both of those books. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think that's a that's a kind of a cool idea. If you recommend a book, you host the show. So why not? Okay, I have the DB number and a little better explanation of it. I, I misquoted something. I was looking at a different book as far as length because I have notes on these books. But Language Arts is DB82678. That's 82678. It's by Stephanie Kalos, C-A-L-L-O-S, and it's... 12 hours and 6 minutes. So it's not 1332. I don't know what I was reading there. It's hard to read with one hand and hold the button. 
but it's read um, by Jason Culp, and the exclamation is language arts teacher Charles Marlowe's autistic son Cody loses the ability to communicate. Charles struggles, and I'm doing this with one hand, Charles struggles to relate to Cody, um, who will soon age out of it's not advancing, who will, still, who will soon age out of the state-assisted care. Um, he also remembers the autistic child who joined his class when he was in elementary school, and it has some strong language, and it was written in 2015. Hey, 82678. And what Alice forgot is DB74519. 74519 for July, and it looks like it's 14 hours, 17 minutes. It's written by Leanne Moriarty, maybe, and it's read by Kate Kelly. Okay, well, yeah, I've, I think I've got what Alice forgot on my book list, and um, I will go get uh, Language Arts, 82678. So, uh, thanks much. I've read Leanne Moriarty's books, and I love them. So, I think this one should be pretty good. She's, her, her books are very good, I think. She's a British writer. She's in Australia, I think. Um, yeah, that's true. And I read a few other of her, of her other books, and they're very good. Um, I just wanted to give a, a kind of a, a funny comic comment that, you know, I hope people will continue to recommend books and not hold back because they have to host. I had that thought too whenever I came up with the rule and I sent Leanne and uh, Ruthann and Bob the message. (laughs) Okay. May I turn the recording off? Yeah. You know, I tried to record and it wouldn't let me, so I don't know what was going on. 